0: Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This season, we'll be covering all things wealth, from owning it to maximising it. For further information, or if you'd like help accelerating your wealth directly, please do contact us. Head over to our website, www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk.
1: And Welcome to today's session and we're going to be talking about living sustainably and is the answer the gifts we give to each other and so much more. So today I want to be joined with Jen Gale who is an, she says ordinary, <laughs> knackered mofo of two's, two whose life changed when they, uh, she dragged her family into a year of buying nothing new. Jen is the author of Sustainable-ish Living Guide and the Sustainable ish guide to green parenting and runs the sustainable ish blog podcast and online community she is also the founder of knackered mums eco club and jen lives in wiltshire with her family also joined with us today is a lovely lady called Jessie danger and desi danger company handprint their unique designs onto cotton creating fabric wrapping clothes and bags that can be used as beautiful bags for daily use or as a bespoke reusable gift wrap they also sell and wrap carefully selected sustainable and stylish gifts individually as well in create, bes- creating bespoke company gifting hampers so today we're going to be talking about gifts and buying things for others and how we can do that in a sustainable way is that the first step to creating a more sustainable lifestyle and stop buying so much rubbish really Let's have a chat. So welcome, ladies. Welcome, Jessie. And welcome, Jen. Thank you. And um, welcome to this special uh, edition of Ethical Investing Podcast. And obviously, today, we're not going to be strictly talking about investing. We're going to be talking about how, as women, we have a power to buy and live sustainably and ethically and how that can have an impact on the world. And obviously, I've got two people with me today that are very passionate about that subject. So, Jen, what got you started back, was it 2012? Um, Yeah. What made you want to do what you did? And just explain to people what you
2: did. Um, So I randomly decided we were going to spend a year buying nothing new as a family. And so we've got two boys. And at the time, they were very little. They were sort of four and two. Um, And I always say, like, it was a really naive decision. I just thought, oh, that sounds quite fun. That'll be quite, you know... Bit of a distraction, I think, from the sort of, you know, slight drudgery of home, um, at being at home with two, two, uh, two under fives. Um, and, you know, hadn't really joined the dots at all between sort of what we were buying and the impact that it was having. Um, you know, didn't really think much about what we were buying other than, you know, where might there be a sale on, where might we be able to get something cheapest, that kind of thing. So we weren't massively wasn't you know we weren't a family who sort of our Saturday part hobby was going shopping but <laughs> you know we we would kind of you know if we needed new furniture we'd just go to Ikea it wasn't even kind of you know oh well, could we get that from the charity shop or anything like that and I think you know was I it about need... saving
1: money then was it
2: about being frugal and saving money less no, about just, just about not um I guess just being you know we were um I don't know, God knows how long we've been married, but you know, when you've got two kids and only one of you working and all that kind of thing. So just, just trying to be sort of sensible, I guess, and save money where we could. Yeah. Um, and I think in terms of sort of climatey stuff, I was um, possibly like lots of, lots of us or lots of people might be now thinking like, I kind of was kind of aware of it. Didn't really see that it was my place to either do anything about it or be able to do anything about it. I didn't feel like I could in any way make a difference. Wasn't really, you know, well, surely if it's that much of a problem, the government would be, you know, making a bit of a fuss about it. And certainly at that point they weren't, um, you know, and you could argue how much of a fuss they're making about it now. But, um, you know, it wasn't the same level of awareness and things back then, I think. But um, so, yeah, and I just hadn't sort of, you know, I think I knew on some level that, you know, two T-shirts for a fiver or whatever might be a bit dodgy. But I just, again, just thought. Well, they wouldn't be allowed to do that, would they? They wouldn't be allowed to do that if it wasn't right or if it was, mm. you know, harming somebody or harming the planet. They wouldn't be allowed to do it. And then sort of spending this year and and joining the dots and realizing, oh, oh God, no, they're, they're like, this is really bad and all these things are happening. And actually just this realization that, you know, every every decision that we make, you know, a lot of these very mundane decisions about what loo cleaner to buy and what to cook for tea and all those sorts of things, that they, they do have an impact. And um not every time but at least some of the time we get to choose what kind of impact we want those decisions to have and so for me it was hugely empowering really sounds
1: amazing do you know how much you saved in that year did you have you did you tot um, it
2: tot it up i think a conservative estimate would be about two grand oh, wow um, in the whole year yeah no i thought it would be more than that yeah i don't know i mean we i sort of because it was you know thinking about it was um my eldest would just started at preschool so that, you know, there was all the preschool parties and sort of thinking, well, a tenner is it like, would we have spent a tenner? I don't know. And, um, and then Christmas and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it may well have been more, but that's what I just sort of totted up like Christmas and birthdays and things like that. Um, but inevitably, I guess, with kids clothes and, and all those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah, it probably was a bit more.
3: Did you find it difficult? No, like do you that? know what? It
2: was... Um, like, we we weren't a family of sort of, you know, some people are bought up, aren't they? Just the, the, the automatic thing is to go into charity shops and things. My parents were massive kind of, you know, baby boomers and had really embraced the 80s okay. and consumption. And, um, you know, my dad was like, why why would you go into a charity shop? He just didn't get it. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I was really paranoid that all the white goods would break, like, you know, as midnight struck oh. on the first day and that sort of thing. But I think once you... It, you know, A lot of what we buy, and I talk about this a lot, is, is habit and convenience. And, um, you know, just, you know, I'd be sort of doing the supermarket shop in a big supermarket and just chuck in clothes for the kids because, you know, you're walking, oh, that has got a dinosaur on, they'd like that or whatever. And then actually, you know, when you sort of, you're forced to stop um, because we'd sort of created this set of rules and things, you, you look around and you suddenly realise how much stuff already exists. You know, we could stop producing anything now, I reckon, and and be okay um so that bit was much easier I randomly decided I was going to blog every day for the year and that bit was the hardest bit <laughs>
1: that was the hardest bit was it having to think of something to say every day yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and with gifts then so and I'm going to come to Jesse on the similar question because obviously the business that you do Jesse but Jen when it comes to gifts were you buying other people new things or was no. you buying
2: gifts for
1: other people secondhand as well
2: yeah and that's that's quite difficult isn't it I still think that that's something that a lot of people feel quite uncomfortable about I felt fine doing it for our kids um you know doing it for my partner I made a lot of stuff as well and some of the things were just horrendous like I made (laughs) I made like tried to making like um hats for people and they were just like my poor brother had like two and I was just like oh god! I look back and I'm like oh god they were awful um but But it it was the thought that counts right (sighs) I don't know the effort Um, yeah and and I guess, and and it was, you know, like for kids' parties and things like that, like, are they going to, because, um, so what I tend to do now, I mean, my kids are much older, but they, you know, they still get uh, going to parties and things. And so I will tend to make either like giant chocolate buttons, so just melt down a, a bar of chocolate, smoosh it into like sort of, you know, I'm holding it up so nobody can see, but, you know, I, a, re- a reasonably large circle, giant, giant chocolate button onto a baking sheet sprinkle it with some sprinkles wait for it to set pop it in a jam jar so that's nice and easy and especially if I've forgotten about it like they can do that in the morning of the party um or I quite like baking so I'll do shortbread and cut out like mini number fives or mini number sevens or whatever and pop them in a jam jar but it's it is really there's still that I'm kind of handing it over or giving it to the kids to give I'm thinking are they going to think we're mean are they going to think you know and especially then if if their child comes to your child's party and gives them a gift that probably has cost like a tenner or something. And you're thinking, Oh God, we only gave them that. And it's kind of trying to reconcile that in my own mind that actually, you know, I spent an hour making these biscuits and actually time is a really precious commodity for a lot of us. And yeah, they're trying to, but it, it, it still feels a little bit awkward. Um, but I did things like with, um, with like my sort of brother and my dad and things like that. Uh, they're both really into cricket. So like my brother, I managed to find him on ebay um a copy of uh i think there's a magazine called the cricketer um and it was like from the month and year he was born so it was sort of that kind of thing so it was like secondhand but sort of personalized you know yeah, that that's kind of cute um, that's, that's yeah i
1: like that i recently had had a birthday party and, I, and with kids birthdays especially when they're younger and um, it's all plastic this mm, is so much so plastic. Hard. yeah yeah and I, I i haven't haven't quite got the guts to buy a secondhand present. Yeah. I'm, I'm even a bit funny about it for Christmas presents for my one but I am actually thinking about buying him a load of second-hand Lego yeah I mean because... Lego is just
2: brilliant my kids are quite used to the fact it doesn't come in always come in a box a branded box that <laughs> you know and you can download the instructions as long as you know the set number you can go on to the Lego website and download the instructions and stuff so I didn't even um... know that
1: that's clear he's five so he's just like making his own stuff at the moment yeah. so yeah yeah so um... you
2: could easily just get a bulk thing of Lego from Sep- yeah, eBay and, can... and it's
1: Get my head around that, but I, I couldn't with it when it was for present for somebody else, just mm. couldn't quite get my head around it. And I think you know, as a society, we have things that we previously used to think, no, like smoking indoors, in, yes, in, it was okay, in, yeah, yeah, it was okay. And then things change. I think, I think, I hope to think in 10 20 years' time, some of these things as society will change. So I decided to buy it, it's a bit of plastic, which is, is not great, but I could have printed off an online voucher if I'd thought about it quicker was a small card a gift card mm. and I figured that I'd rather t- do a 10 or 15 pound gift card mm. than buying something that's just not going to be played yeah then yeah yeah and then yeah. or broken and then just chucked out yeah I felt like as long as they had something that was a little bit maybe added it up with some family money yeah at least then because obviously from a sustainability perspective it's sometimes like the present for your brother it's about buying something that actually is you can be will be mm. well used rather than just are uh, used for five minutes and thrown away which is what but it's so
2: hard with kids parties because you might not know the kids particularly well you yeah. don't really you know what they're into and if they're having a whole class party that's potentially 30 bits of plastic, plastic. and things isn't it um a lot of people do, like fiver parties so they just say you know if, if you do want to give a gift then just stick a fiver in an envelope and then you know suddenly you've got what's that 150 quid isn't it if you've got yeah. 30 people and that's that's a decent thing that the Present. child can then buy
1: and also mm-hmm. you might then say okay well with, with that, we go and do a day out or a family meal mm, yeah, or something exactly. that's more yeah, about yeah, making yeah. memories. So, Jesse, with your business, you, one of your businesses is about gifts. Yeah. So we're talking about gifts here. What's your view on it?
3: My, the reason why I set up my business in the first place was to allow people to make small changes in their lives in an area that is about giving to someone else, which is naturally a, th- a thought in itself. And it was a, it's to allow people to make these small changes and for it not to be a scary, drastic change that they felt they had to make. And the other thing that I tried to do with the gifts that I select is, is to make them stylish. That's one of my core aims, to be stylish and sustainable because I still want it to be something that you enjoy giving and you choose it because it is a nice gift and it looks nice or is useful and you would wear it, for example, socks made of bamboo is just one example i don't sell clothes um but um yeah to so that you enjoy giving it as well and it's beneficial because it's made either a sustainable material or made in a sustainable way or sourced locally some of my products are so- sourced locally some further afield but um yeah it was so it wasn't a scary process for someone to have to go through and from a personal perspective that's what fits with my way of living as well that I wanted it to be accessible and something that I would feel comfortable doing myself um so yeah that's where so what's some examples
1: of um some gifts then
3: um I'm surrounded by some of them not not on purpose but just because they're here um for example so bamboo socks I mentioned I've got sets of coasters um which are made from plywood they're all laser cut very intricately designed. I've got recycled leather notebooks, um, wash bags made from recycled inner tubes, handmade soap um, made from natural ingredients and soap dishes made from a local potter. Um, I've expanded my gift range quite considerably because I started the gifting side of it back in January. So I've now got over 20 gifts, which was my target. So I've reached my target. what else have I? Um, mugs, um, which are handmade in Nepal, unfair trade practice. Um, and yeah, and the wrapping, which I create myself, which is made of cotton. I also mark it as a gift in themselves, particularly the gift bags, because they can, for example, a book bag, which you can gift a book in or a notebook. They're designed to be reused either to pass on and wrap up another gift or as a gift that you can I now still keep my notebooks in a book bag and you can keep reading books in them when you go on holiday and things like that so that's the whole idea that is yeah reused and passed on so
1: love it love it and what got you started in started this business what what, what, because how old are you as well that's just giving people a bit of context
3: I turned 24 last weekend so um it's amazing twi-
1: it's brilliant and I love Would the fact make that you feel
3: really really old Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> no I mean to be honest when I turned 24 I felt very old when I turned 24 <laughs> and everyone around me was like no you're not allowed to think like that but yeah 24 I was like oh my gosh I'm nearly in my mid-20s but um, I started my business when I was 22 and that was because I graduated um, I studied geography with business at Newcastle University and I tried to get a graduate Job pre-pandemic and wasn't successful, and then the pandemic hit, and I needed to think about what I was going to be doing after. Um, and I'd always wanted to set up a business, and because I'd done a, I did Young Enterprise back at school in sixth form, and it instilled in me a desire that at some point in my life I'd set up a business. And my mum suggested it to me when I was wondering what I should do, and I immediately dismissed it, but. Um, as I was finishing my degree and realized that the big wide world was coming quite soon, I thought I genuinely have nothing to lose because the job market's going down. And um, to be honest, that feeling of I have nothing to lose has kept me going a lot, particularly joining lockdown when mm. times were pretty bleak. Um, I just thought, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a go. And it's the best decision I've ever made made for myself it's not at all been easy but um it's given me so much fulfillment and I've learned so much about business itself but the sustainable aspect came from um the fact that I knew whatever business I created had to have a positive social impact behind it otherwise I knew I wouldn't be motivated to give it a go or to continue doing it um and I studied geography with business but largely it was human geography and I learned about the inequalities in the world um, and that a lot of the people who are most negatively impacted by climate change are those in developing countries who don't have the means or the uh, infrastructure to protect themselves or to invest into renewable energy and things like that there's I mean there's so much more to it than that but um, so it kind of inspired uh, my interest in textiles inspired me to create this business that I've got now I love uh,
1: that I don't don't you Jen isn't that lovely that's amazing
2: I love it and so where do you where do you find all the gifts so you just sort of scour the internet or have you got sort of little sneaky secret things you know
3: <laughs> I wish there was some secret formula but no my mum is actually mainly my gifts saucer. Um, amazing she works for me roughly two days a week um and to be honest, it's a difficult task. A lot more thought and time is invested into it than possibly is is known to the general consumer. But um, because because I've got these different criteria, the sustainable thing is is huge. And the criteria within that is also, it varies on so many different levels. And as much as I would like to fulfill all of it, such as the material, where it's made, um, how it's made, it's is that I've found it actually impossible to get a gift that ticks every single box Um, so I do make compromises on each of them Um, but also the stylish thing I want them to be gifts that I would like to enjoy giving to other people and also because I buy in the gifts they have to be available at wholesale price to me which has limited it me in a sense because I've got so far with working with or exploring um working with local artists and things like that and they can't necessarily sell it to me at a lower price than they would just to a general customer mm-hmm. so yeah there's is a quite a lengthy process but the internet yeah is the main <laughs> main way uh, <laughs> yeah, no.
1: where do you see it going like in terms of this question around we've obviously focused on gifts here but yeah. in terms of um obviously your business uh, jesse and jen the area that you specialize in where do you foresee this whole sort of consumer buying and sustainability going long term
3: jen would you I, like to go
2: yeah, yeah i mean it feels like um there's a growing awareness you know of of all aspects of sustainability i think i think um So many more people are aware now um the difficulty I think we have or or you know this that feels like there's still quite a gap between kind of knowing that there's an issue and kind of knowing what you can do about it um so you know hopefully the more mainstream the more accessible businesses like Jesse's become so that um you know because we might think oh yeah no I'd love to buy something really um stylish and sustainable for somebody for christmas but oh god i don't know where to go and then you you know you you go on the internet and there's just all this bewildering kind of array of choices and you don't really know who you can trust and what and all that kind of thing so um i think you know i, I it's definitely going to be a growing um thing and i think you know you were talking rebecca before we sort of hit record about asking people about their investments and saying well you know would you do you want to stay mainstream or would you prefer to to invest ethically and the more people know that this is a possibility to like to me it feels like a no-brainer well yeah of course I want to invest um ethically and of course you know if there's if I've got two options of Christmas presents and one's sustainable and paying a fair wage and all those sorts of things I think I I like to think the vast majority of us would would kind of go for that one and and possibly you know if, if it's um if we have the budget to be able to pay a little bit more for it and things like that so I definitely think it's it's a growing area just more about awareness then really yeah, I think awareness and um, making it easy for people, making it convenient. Right. It has to be. Somebody was talking. I was at a um, on a panel the other day about waste, and they were saying, "Well, you know, whatever whatever we do, we have to make it more convenient than the bin at the end of the drive." It's similar. Mm. It's kind of similar for for retail. Whatever it does, it. it I don't know how it could be but it kind of has to be more convenient than Amazon. Do you know like that's the yeah. the kind of benchmark we're up against I think.
1: And that's a big benchmark, right? Because I know myself I had to do, I had to get something quickly the other day for one of the animals and I I just I'm so busy I'm rushing around mm. with kids and everything else um you know running a business and then the idea of going to the supermarket or the shop or trying have they got that in that shop? Yes. Have they yeah. do they sell that there? Will it be the right one? I might have to go to four different shops to find the right thing oh no I can just click on Amazon yeah. and there is an alternative of Amazon where you can actually register with their sort of subsite where you can actually buy through through um it's similar to what um, Jesse was talking about about the fair trade element and then they actually give a charitable amount back to oh is that um, Amazon smile is it yeah that's yeah it. yeah um so I, I try and do that now where, where I can Um, But it is is that easy. And there's no judgment, right? There's no judgment on the fact that we're not all perfect. You Mm. you guys probably, I I imagine, are probably better than I am. Um, But this is why I want to have this conversation, right? Because if we judge each other on it, if Mm. we, um, you know, we, we just need to be sharing our experiences so that we can make those small incremental shifts. And I do believe that those small changes will gradually make a difference.
2: I mean, I think it's, we, we've, you know, in my membership, we, we had a couple of different months where we've sort of focused on consumption and things. And, and you know, some people have um, said, oh, so it's not like saying, oh, God, you know, you can never use Amazon again. It's, it's more about um, trying to make it, make more thoughtful decisions when you can. And, and that was the beauty, I think, of that year, buying nothing new, is that it forced me to slow down like I couldn't just do that knee jerk. Oh, get it on mm. Amazon. Oh, chuck it in the supermarket trolley. It forced me to slow down. And so actually by the time I could, you know, I found what I wanted, I was just like, Oh, we probably don't actually need that anymore. Or <laughs> we don't, you know, we can manage without it. Or, you know, that, um, it was a bit like taking toddlers shopping, isn't it? We're a bit like that as grown grownups. Like, oh, I want that. And that's shiny new thing and that shiny new thing. So for me, it's all about um, trying to um, sort of, yeah just just slow it down a little bit so that you know amazon is your last resort rather than your first port of call do you know mm-hmm. so you know you've got it there as your kind of backup but Back actually up. can you can you spare 10 minutes just to have a little look around and but that, it
1: includes planning right it, it, yeah, it yeah. includes thinking about it and like you say slowing down and I think you know. In this day and age, we're all so we're we're, we're it's almost uh, an award or a, a prize to be badge busy. of honour, <laughs> badge yeah. of honour, of being busy, busy. Oh, I'm ever so busy, busy, busy. Um, and 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 I know, like I've been guilty of that myself. Um, and I'm terrible for Christmas. I literally buy my Christmas presents a week before. Yeah. Um, and I'm determined this year to get them by the first of December, which would be a first in my
3: whole life. That's very early. So if you do that, that's <laughs> impressive. I will not be doing that. <laughs>
2: surely everyone's just getting stuff off your website anyway Jesse.
3: And i don't feel i can always do that to be honest because i feel like people might not think i've thought about it because i've just got it off my stock shelf but actually <laughs> the thought has gone into it initially exactly because... exactly
1: and but... also it's promoting your products as well because then yeah, uh, yeah. and you still you still have to p- pay for that it's, it's not like you're getting it for free no, it's actually, true. It, you're
2: still having to pay for that in effect of buying it
3: yeah um i reckon jeff
2: bezos gives all his family's things off amazon
3: oh yeah but (laughs) amazon's got everything on it so you you'd get quite a good gift wouldn't you but i feel the other thing with this is the budget that people have and whether they're willing because i i don't like it but in general but i feel like you have to pay more to get um a fair trade or ethically made or sustainably made product in general and that does require people to have a bit more money and it's not necessarily accessible for people obviously it's a choice how you spend your money but at the same time it is it isn't accessible for everyone and i think that is a shame and Mm. I kind of realized that with my business as well that I had to charge certain prices and it wasn't necessarily the prices that I wanted I wanted to make it really accessible when I first set up and then I realized it's not feasible as a business to do that so ultimately yeah as a startup and a business owner myself I've got to make at some point make a living from doing this and I can't do that by just selling everything at no price
1: and my mother-in-law is a good example of this is is coffee right so I don't drink coffee so I don't really understand the the price of a a, a jar of coffee and but she drinks coffee like it's in the morning she has to have her coffee and we run out of coffee and so I picked some up at the local little news agent and it was quite a small little jar and I think it was like about I can't even remember two quid three quid maybe I'm not sure she was astounded she was disgusted at how much this coffee cost she was literally spent half an hour moaning about didn't even pay for it i bought it paying how much i paid for this coffee if you go into so and so you can get this jar of coffee twice the size and three times the size as that and it's like a pound cheaper and I come from um, a, fa- a Scottish family. Um, so sorry, all Scottish people, we tend to be a little bit tighter than most. Um, and I was brought up by my grandparents who were in the army in the war. Um, so my nan was very good at making things last. Mm-hmm. And um, so I sort of come from, I would say a frugal family, but I would definitely say they're on the more careful side. So when we were growing up, we would have things that were, Basic, just what you need, not necessarily anything extravagant. And for me to be able to run my business, grow my business, increase my potential, um, and grow out of, I don't mean to sound it rudely, but sort of grow out of that sort of quite limiting mindset where actually I can buy what I want, when I want, how I want and it's not about buying extravagant if it is Louis Vuitton or if it is Michael Kors or whatever it is like whatever floats your boat or it's buying some really expensive soap that has this um, you know it's been made beautifully and it's sustainable and it's non-chemical and you it's really great for your hair oil or whatever There's different decisions that are made based on your financial abilities yeah. um, But having said that, we all make those kind of decisions all the time by the products that we buy, you know, the branding that we have, because we only have Heinz beans or Kellogg's cornflakes. And, you know, some of it's just all a bit of a, it's just an expectation based on what you're used to doing or what your upbringing has been like and what your money mindset is around Mm. money. But that abundance mindset, I can buy what I want, how I want, when I want is a mindset it's not really a reflection of your bank balance and i think that's that's a definition to sort of try and differ because for example my mother-in-law is massively into non animal tested products so on one hand she's excuse me <coughs> on one hand she won't spend a lot of money on coffee even though she loves it and she has it every day but she will go out of her way and pay 10 times more for a product that was producing less plastic. And she knew it wasn't tested on animals. So I think this is where it gets quite complex and it, certainly within ethical investing, this is where it gets very complex because there's an awful lot of gray area as to what people would deem to be important or what is ethical. Yeah. Um, so I think it's your, your Jesse, you will have a, just a certain kind of client who. go out of their way and therefore go their expensive coffee to buy the kind of products that you're offering because Mm. they want to be able to pass on a gift that is sustainable and it's just made I think like exactly what Jen said it's making it as accessible and easy for them as possible whilst if you wrapped it for them for example that could I don't know how how you bring the two little businesses together but um, if you wrapped it for them and it was produced in a lovely you know bow or whatever um and you know i gave you if i gave you a list of people this is really bad but I'm, I'm not lazy i'm just trying to be efficient right if i gave you a list of everyone's addresses like i've got 10 people in my business community i'd love to get them a little christmas gift what have you got okay here's their addresses and you can say okay, i'll charge you an extra whatever to do it do you know, that saves me so much time and time is the commodity yeah. here. people I'll, do do that, that with
3: me as yeah. yeah i've noticed it i i've realized I can offer more of a service as well with what I'm doing it's, it's slightly harder to tap into that and to let people know that I'm willing to do that but yeah because I i haven't realized so much recently that people one don't really like Christmas and you end up may you do That's have stressful. to yeah you buy for people that you don't necessarily see that often and you don't know quite what they want so, yeah. so recently I'm I've just been gonna given... buy them all bamboo socks I think <laughs> exactly everyone wears socks um so I think yeah people and people want I've noticed from my customers as well that I'm giving them something they want to buy these sorts of gifts and haven't necessarily thought about it like that before but they want to shop better um Mm. and now I'm I'm allowing them to do so and it's an easy thing for them to do and that's the oh, ease just, but, is what we need at the moment. It's, exactly. Well, it's not what we need. Oh, it is really, isn't it? Not, <laughs> yeah. we, we're so used to it. That's why Amazon is booming because.
1: Yeah, yeah multi billion pounds. But they're, technically, they're not an ethical company. No, they're so not. Any of my but... um, clients who are ethically minded would not have shares in Amazon. Mm, yeah. um, same as Primark. Um, even you could go to far as, say, Microsoft, depending on how serious you are, because they have massive investments in the US Army. Um, so again, it just depends on how far you want to go. And that's, you know, that's the conversation to be had. But going back to your service, Jesse, I'd be putting that on your website and having like a yeah, bespoke a, 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 that's how you let people know about it and you do a promotion yeah. on it, you, tell people, you tell people about it good market What's
3: research it? this was then <laughs> yeah I'll
1: yeah, yeah you've got something <laughs> from free from uh, yeah from and if you, if you have business. done it for
2: someone else there's a social media post for you do you know oh so-and-so got in yeah. touch and they needed something for their brother-in-law and this and that and you know and said what have you got and this is what i came up with and wrapped it up for and you know um yeah. you don't even you can change people's names and all that sort of thing um but
1: That's yeah true
3: okay thank you know like you say definitely okay. so before
1: we finish up today ladies let's, let's see if we can get some top tips for people either jesse you can talk about gifts um or jen have you got any sort of top tips not necessarily for this time of year it could be might be just in buying gifts in general or living sustainably in general
2: i think following on from what what we were just saying is this idea of kind of um living your values, which sounds a bit worthy, um, sounds a bit, you know, like you said, we're all busy, we're all time poor, we're all juggling lots of things. And so I think for that reason, we've fall into these habits of convenience. And, you know, that's, that's there, and I'll just chuck it in. And actually, sometimes stopping and thinking, well, well, what is important to me? And what are my values? And especially, you know, around this time of year, coming up to Christmas, and, and, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I found Christmas was just sort of you know, we had our family traditions and my husband had his family traditions and we sort of mashed the two together and we, we didn't really stop and think what do we want Christmas to mean for us, for our kids, for our families, what, you know, um, making memories, what kind of memories do we want to make, all those kinds of things, really cheesy things, but actually do we just want it to be about the stuff and who's got the biggest pile of presents or do we want it to be about family and time together and experiences and things and so how can we slowly start to shift you know we're not going to be able to do it overnight but how can we slowly start to have a more intentional Christmas Mm. and like I said that sounds really worthy and and things but I think a lot of us kind of get that on quite a core level you know somebody posted on Facebook you know when did when did Christmas become about what the John Lewis advert was and and you know (laughs) Coca-Cola and and things and um you know if you aren't religious what does Christmas mean to you? And it's kind of the same, you know, I I like to think that we would all want people to be paid a fair and a living wage, that we would would be horrified to think that somebody's child was making our child's school uniform, that we would, you know, be really distraught to think that, you know, we've bought a product and it's contributed to deforestation or things like that. And um, so actually just stopping and thinking, what are the things that are really important and how can I slowly start to shift my buying habits so that, it's not about making the best decision every single time because I don't think you can do that and you know we referenced earlier all these different shades of grey and things like that but mm. how can we make better decisions more of the time and some of are not is... labelled
1: like that are they they're not like they've got a big aggro going this this product was made by a child in yeah. Outer Mongolia yeah yeah <laughs> they yeah, don't yeah. do that do
2: they <laughs> funnily enough they don't tell you that yeah
1: <laughs> no, no, and do we sit there googling all the products to find out where they were made and how they were made and when they were mm. made
2: that's what Jesse's for that's what you're paying yes for. exactly so going to, to businesses that have done that legwork for you and you know like people coming to you for investments and things so you've done that legwork for me I don't have to worry that I'm being greenwashed or that you know yeah. I have to do all that research someone else has done it for me and I can just trust them
3: exactly
1: yeah you're definitely paying for that yeah and I like the way you talked about values so I talk about values um in a more of a buying process but also from a budgeting perspective so how you're spending on a monthly basis and that for example some people will complain about the fact that uh, they've got no money left at the end of the month and they really um one of the big values is their health and their well-being but they spend all their money on takeaways and um you know meals out and drinking alcohol um, but then actually don't pay any money to have a massage or maybe get a personal trainer or buy a fresh spread from their local shop. Um, and they sort of, their the values and what they're actually doing are two different things. And so I, I think referred
2: wonder- to um, the values action gap to me the other day and said, you know, we will all have one and it might be that, you know, we, we really um, want to be really sustainable and we really sort of feel uncomfortable flying, but actually we've got family who live, you know abroad and all that kind of thing and so um that it's we'll all have it and it's all okay and it's about how we can just um slowly start to narrow it
1: definitely a prioritizing right
2: mm. yeah, yeah yeah what are you prioritizing yeah definitely definitely
1: so I, I i guess my challenge is to not buy anything new but i'm not sure i could do that just yet jen try it, for a, got...
2: try it, like, try it no, for a month try it like don't do it now in the run up to christmas because <laughs> you're just putting yourself under extra pressure but maybe in January. Um, you know, you just do it for, a, just try month. it for a month and give yourself some, um, some boundaries. We all yeah. like a boundary Um, you know, give yourself your sort of, um, you know, actually like for us, it was like, cause the kids are really little Well, school shoes. We're going to buy new school shoes so that we know that yeah. they fit and I'm not breaking their feet with my crazy challenge. Um,
0: yeah.
2: So, you know, you can have your, your sort of um, exceptions or whatever, um, but you know, do it for a month and, and I think yeah. you'll be surprised.
1: Well, I talk about it exactly the same way, but from a detox. So I talk it from a, from a money detox. So you talk about if you need it or you want it. You mm. sometimes don't recognise if you need yes, it or yeah, you want yeah, it. Um, so by not buying it, you have a detox, but mm. you write down everything you was going to buy. Yes. And then you write how much it was. Yeah. And then when you get to the end of the month, you then evaluate, do I still need this or yeah. do I want it? And anything that you still need, you go yeah. and buy and you think you wanted you can decide like maybe set a budget for something like that once well, it's a month. exactly
2: the same there's um there's a brilliant canadian called sarah lazarovich and she's she wrote a book called a bunch of pretty things i did not buy and and she's a gorgeous she's a brilliant illustrator so she you know she drew these beautiful pictures of the things she didn't buy but you know one of the other things i say to people is you know in, in a, give yourself a sort of cooling off period so you know if you see something and i'll do this with my kids as well you know if we're in the if i get dragged into the toy shop Oh, I'll take a picture of this. And if you still want it in a week or a month or whatever, you can, you know, then we can have a think about it. And I kind of the same for us. Like to, if you see something you really like when you're window shopping on your lunch break, take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. If you remember it in a week's time and, you know, or you're scrolling through your photos and see it, you, you've probably, it's a bit like... Um, I don't know I imagine it's a little bit like alcoholics wanting a drink isn't it you if you can get through that moment where you want it you're kind of <laughs> clear through <laughs> an addiction
1: it? I think I do have a, an addiction to spending yeah I definitely mm-hmm. do Jesse yeah. would you think you want to add before
3: we finish up today I feel like it's the one thing to think about is the thought that goes into something and think about who you're giving it to and whether they'll actually use it or whether it's something that you think they would like. I think it's the thinking that can change and not just buying stuff for the sake of buying it and it's like you're all saying, even for yourself as well if if you're and I like that suggestion of waiting and thinking about it and then looking back but yeah, I think give with love and thought and it doesn't matter about the size of what you're giving it it will mean so much more if it's been had the attention given to it yes, you, love all, have, I love them.
1: it's so lovely isn't it and it makes me think what kind of you know upbringing jesse's had oh gosh <laughs> um, did you have big christmases and big presents at, at christmas
3: time jesse or no but i don't uh, yeah i i've definitely had a. Uh, I don't know how to describe my upbringing and yeah, I've always had, I'm used to having nice things and, um, but we've never done big presents. Um, I've never not had what I need in life. And I'm, yeah, I'm able to set a business because of the position I'm in and I'm able to have a comfortable life with my parents here. But yeah, we've never done extravagant present giving because I think it's always that mentality of what, what's the point and yeah. You probably get given stuff that you just definitely don't need definitely
1: well I've really enjoyed our conversation today ladies thank you so much for joining me and I'll be sharing um your links and your websites um via my podcast and this also gets converted into a blog so they'll also get shared on there and I hope everyone can go and rush over to buy lots of gifts for via Jesse's website and go and check out Jen's book and Jen just remind me of your book name again
2: Um, So the first one is the Sustainable-ish Living Guide um, that came out last year and um, the second one, the Sustainable-ish Guide to Green Parenting came out earlier this year.
1: Marvellous and Jen's going to be back talking about parenting on that subject in a few weeks time so come back and uh, check that out. (laughs) Thank you again ladies. Thank you you very much. So thank you for joining us today, I really enjoyed that conversation, it was really different to hear both uh, the ladies perspective on things and their tips and ideas and a little bit about their business and how they work if you want to check out um, how to start ethically investing then please do check out one of my webinars where we do talk about that subject in more detail just go to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk and get in touch or check out any of the links below i hope you have a lovely day and i'll speak to you soon take care
0: Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. If you'd like to take the steps to accelerate your wealth further, perhaps owning it more or maximizing it to its full potential, please do head over to our free Facebook group, The Money Mastery Collective, where we post regular updates on tips to maximize your wealth and also support you along the way. We'd love to see you there.